The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time you're listening to this, hello. I am doing a solo episode today because I just feel like chatting, and I am going to dig into a little bit more about my mental health and how I'm continually taking care of myself and answer a lot of the questions that you all have asked, but I just want to start off by chatting about how I'm feeling right now because I'm just a little overwhelmed at the moment and I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do versus what everybody else wants me to do versus what uh, the people that mean something want me to do versus what the strangers want me to do versus what society thinks I should be doing in order to be successful. I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I got into this business like completely by accident. And when I say that, I sort of immediately want to take it back just as I always do because I always feel the need to justify everything I say. And I feel like there's always two sides to everything and blah, blah, blah. But I got on TV like completely by accident. And for those of you who are new to me, I'm going to tell you the story of how I got on TV and maybe this will give you a little bit of a better understanding as to who I am and why sometimes this position that I'm in makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. When I was in high school, I didn't really take school super seriously. I went to a liberal arts high school in Santa Monica called Crossroads. It's an amazing, amazing school and they really help foster your individuality and let you own your individuality. And I feel so lucky and grateful that my parents sent me to such an amazing school. But I was just one of those kids that just kind of like blew things off and was smart enough just to kind of like get by and be an average student, but didn't really try that hard. Like it's hard for me to even admit that, but I was the kind of kid that didn't really read the books all the way through. I would try to take the easy way out of things. And I find myself sometimes doing that now and I don't like it at all. I went to University of Colorado at Boulder and I didn't really want to go there, to be perfectly honest. Like it was kind of the best of all my options. And I had a bunch of friends from school that were going there. And I thought, you know what? I want an environment that's completely different than when I grew up to. I'm just going to try to make the best out of it. So the school that I really wanted to go to, I did not get into. And so this was kind of like my second best option. So I went to school there and I decided not to rush a sorority my first year because I just wasn't into it. Like I just didn't like the idea of this whole four sisterhood kind of thing, right? So I didn't do a sorority and it was really hard for me to make friends. I mean, the school's huge and 
I was on a floor that was about five girls. I wasn't on a dorm where I was with like a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls. And I wasn't exposed to that kind of social environment. So I was really, really lonely. And I was also kind of really, really cold. And I feel like I was in this headspace where I was not open to new things. I wasn't wanting to see what else was out there for me. I was still very much stuck into like my port mentality where I was very close with my family. Obviously, I come from a family of five kids. My parents were super close. It was always like the port family all together. And I wasn't really ready to leave that. So I went to college and like went home every other weekend because I just wasn't putting myself in a position to open up. I wasn't ready for that, I guess. And I feel like that extended into the next five years of my life, but we'll get into that. I went to Boulder for a year and a half and I got straight A's in order to transfer over to USC at University of Southern California. I got to Los Angeles and immediately moved in with people that were from Los Angeles, people that I had like sort of known from high school. So I was already like going back into my comfort zone a little bit and it felt really safe and it felt really cozy and it felt really good. But I think at the time it probably wasn't the best thing for me. Like college should have been a time when I completely explored new things, new people, I then got in a serious relationship in college. And I think that that also really stunted me because I just went full in on this relationship and didn't really open myself up to everything that there was to offer. And I was in that relationship until the end of my college. And I mean, that relationship was amazing and it taught me so much about myself and the partner that I need and the partner that I should end up with. But I think it also stunted me a little bit. So while I was at USC, I decided to get a fashion internship. There are no fashion majors at USC and I knew that I wanted to be in fashion. So I decided, okay, the only way to actually do this would be to get some actual work experience. So I interned at Women's Wear Daily and I was a very typical intern, like everything that you see on the TV show, except for like the crazy responsibilities that they actually gave us, like running a whole Marc Jacobs fashion show, which never happened in my real internship at Women's Wear Daily because we weren't filming a TV show. But I was just like managing the closet. I was doing pickups, returns, just like managing inventory. I really loved being a part of the fashion world, but I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of like going through the motions, right? I was in school. I was studying gender studies. I had this fashion internship. One day I heard that Teen Vogue, which was a couple floors above us from Women's Wear Daily, was looking for interns for the school semester, for the fall school semester. And I thought, oh, that would be really cool. Like it's time for me to try something new. Let's interview for that. So I immediately brought my resume upstairs and was like, I'm here. I'm, I want to apply. I'm ready to intern. Like, let's do this. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from producers saying, we just saw your resume. We know you're applying for this internship at Teen Vogue. We're actually starting to film a TV show there. Would you mind if we got a casting tape of you. Just ask you a few questions, get to know you, get a feel for your personality. Maybe the show would be something that you would want to be a part of. And I remember at the time it was very, very vague like that. 
and reality TV wasn't what it is now. So there wasn't much thought. I didn't know what I was going to be getting myself into. So I did the casting tape. And the next thing I know, I'm getting called in from an actual on-camera interview with the West Coast editor of Teen Vogue. So in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, they're filming the show. They told me a little bit at that point that it was based on girls living in Los Angeles, doing various things in the industry. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. I'll interview. And if I get the internship and like there are cameras there sometimes, then I guess that will be cool. Like I really didn't think too much into it. And I think that was, that's kind of how I am a lot of the time. Like I don't really think too heavily about career stuff. Like I think really, really heavily and analytical about personal stuff. But when it comes to work stuff, I feel like I just don't overanalyze it. Right. So that's the good part about my personality. And that's the good part about opening yourself up to opportunity is just like sometimes being naive or allowing your naivety, naivete to lead the way. And now a word from one of our brand partners. I'm back to talk about Art of Tea, currently sipping on my ceremonial grade matcha tea, which I drink every single morning. If you want to know a little bit more about Art of Tea and are looking for some new tea in your life, they are an organic tea importer based in Los Angeles, California, on a mission to impact as many lives as possible through tea by creating healthy, delicious, and sustainable tea drinking experience. Art of Tea wants to do well by doing good, and they really hope to create a brighter tomorrow through tea. Something that I haven't actually told you guys is that they have a collection of teaware and tea gifts, including at-home matcha kits, teapots, mugs, and a candle in their signature Earl Grey cream scent. So if you're looking for a present, maybe an early Mother's Day gift, something like that, this is such a good present. If you're looking for a new tea situation, you guys must check out Art of Tea. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using code WITHWIT20 at www.artoftea.com. That's 20% off by using code WITHWIT20, W-I-T-H-W-H-I-T-2-0 at www.artoftea.com. That's www.artoftea.com code with wit 20 for 20% off. Creeps, cults, ghosts, guys named Jerry. This is your one-stop shop. If you like all that weird shit, join me. I'm Casey Balsham. I'm a comedian and I am fascinated by dark, twisty, and shady ass shit. On the Shady Shit Podcast, we're going to cover all the topics ranging from living in a haunted house to dating app scammers to Lizzie Borden and everything in between. Every Friday, I'm going to break down well-known and little-known stories that are sure to induce just a bit of discomfort. I am so looking forward to making your weeks just a little bit weirder. And now back to our chat. Next thing, I'm getting a call from producers saying like, you got the job. It wasn't even from Teen Vogue. Producers at MTV say you got the job let's do this. Like, let's draw up a contract. Let's figure out how this is going to work. Let's get your school schedule. Let's figure out what your internship schedule is going to look like. And I was just getting my schedule from the producers. I was, they were the ones telling me when I had to show up at work every day. I was now being employed by 
MTV, even though I thought I had this internship at Teen Vogue, you know? So I'm sitting in the waiting room for my interview with the West Coast editor of Lisa Love. And all of a sudden, Lauren Conrad walks in. And I've told this story a bunch of times, but hopefully I'm not boring the people that have already heard it. She walks in and I'm like, oh my God, it's Lauren Conrad. Like I knew her from Laguna Beach. I had watched the show. I was like, oh my God, I am on Lauren Conrad's spinoff show. Can you believe that the producers never told me that I was actually going to be on her show? Long story short, I become Lauren's friend and coworker at Teen Vogue and I become the person that leads her through all these trials and tribulations of her early 20s. And there were various times when they wanted me to come out a little bit more, show a little bit more of my personal life. But as I've said before, I was in a pretty serious relationship with someone that didn't want to be on the show. And I really didn't want my family or anything personal to be on the show. Like I was mature enough at that time to know that I didn't want it messed with. And it wasn't because I didn't want anyone else in my life to be on it. Like I remember my friend Joe, my best friend Joe, they kind of wanted her to be on the show because she's nutty in the best way possible. And I was like, honestly, Joe, I don't want you to be on the show with me because I'm just afraid for like what it will do to our relationship. Because as you can see, these kinds of shows like have an effect on that. And I really, my relationships were too important to me to put that at risk. So she was upset with me for a little while. And I think she thought that I was just trying to like own all of the fame. And I really wasn't. I really, really, really didn't care about that. I just wanted to save our relationships. But I did the show for a few years and I just kind of went along with emotions. And I think part of that was my personality, as I'm telling you, like as I'm teaching you guys a little bit more about myself, part of that was me just being like, go with the flow, middle child, not analyzing too much, not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do, being young, wanting experience, but also having a team of producers that were making so many things happen for me that I didn't necessarily feel the motivation to make it happen myself. You know, like I got into this by hustling. Yes, I was an intern and I did apply for this job and I did want to have this internship in fashion. But once I got the internship in fashion, the producers were just like pulling the strings. And so it became very easy for me to just like go along for the ride. And that's what gets me into to trouble these days. So after a couple of years of doing that, Adam DeVello, the executive producer and creator of Laguna Beach and The Hills says, do you want to move to New York and work in fashion and we'll follow your life? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, no. <laughs> I remember like at first I was like, no freaking way. I did not want that kind of attention. I did not want my personal life on TV. I had been so protective over it. But at the same time, I was also kind of scared because I was getting to the point where it was getting time for me to really take charge and own what my future was going to be. And I didn't know what that was going to be. And so I kind of just like went for it. And I said, I really want to be in fashion. I really want a clothing line. So if this is a way for me to get that out there and to highlight my creativity, then 
I'm going to do it. So I did it. And also what made it easier was I was starting to really fall for this guy that I had met in New York during filming The Hills. So I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun because I really am into this guy and it would be so much fun to be in my early 20s and move to New York and live this life that I had always like loved, you know, like sex in the city, this whole thing that like everyone wanted to live. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to live it and people are going to live it through me. Like how cool is that? So I did that and it was an amazing, amazing experience. But when I was in New York, I also was not taking advantage of that life. Like I was coming home all the time. I was so homesick. It was hard for me to meet people because I was already kind of in this TV show world. And I don't know that I fully like trusted people. And I didn't really want to put myself out there because I worried what people thought about me being a reality TV star. And I just wasn't like that typical young 20 something year old who put themselves out there in New York and like made things happen. You know, producers were signing the leases for my apartments and they were casting my friends on the TV show and they were giving me the jobs I was supposed to have each day. And I was really reporting to a team of producers. And so again, like all these things were just happening to me. And I feel like I was just this bystander, like this bystander in my life that was just like letting things happen. I don't blame myself for that because it was easy and it was exciting and it was super fun. But when I think about regrets, like a lot of people ask me about what regrets I have as I'm watching the show again. And my regrets really were that I wasn't fully living. Like I wasn't fully taking advantage of everything that this opportunity had to offer. Mostly, I wasn't opening myself up to anyone new. And it makes me sad. It makes me feel, I don't know, it makes me feel regretful of that time that I had all this opportunity But then again, I'm like, but Whitney, you did so much. Like you were filming a whole TV show and you were, you were doing so much all the time and you were starting a clothing line, but it kind of just felt like it was all just happening to me and I wasn't making it happen. I know I've said that a lot, but that's really how I was feeling. Anyways, cut to now. And this is kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm feeling like I'm living this life that... I want to take advantage of and that I love, right? Like I, the creative parts of my life, like me being able to design the collection with Run the Runway, me being able to have Cozy Co, me being able to actually be a designer is exactly what I want to be doing. But so much of this other stuff is not. Like the pressure to capture every moment of the day and to be fully vulnerable and to share what's going on all the time and to share routines and to share tips and to always say something meaningful and to always have some sort of takeaway. It's just like a lot of pressure and it makes me want to be lazy. And I'm not a lazy person, but it's taking me back to this place of when I was in this life where people were just doing things for me. And I don't want to be doing that anymore. I want to be the leader of my own life. And I really want to start 
tuning in and listening to what I want to do and not doing stuff just because everybody else wants me to do it or it's what I see everybody else doing. And that's part of the reason why I have been thinking about completely unfollowing every single person on Instagram because I feel like I don't even want to know what anybody else is doing because I just want to be living truly for what I want to be doing, what feels right to me. It's just so hard because when you're in this industry, there's a certain level of needing to know what everybody else is doing in order to like not compete because I don't want to look at it as competing, but just there are certain formulas and certain ways of being successful. And like so much of being successful is based on data. And the only way that you're going to get data is if you're putting stuff out there for people to interact with. It's just something that I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed about at the moment. And I'm trying to figure out the place where I feel like I can really be me and really show who I am on social media, but not feel the pressure to do so and not feel the guilt to do so. And I know a lot of you have written into me when I talk about this and say, do not feel the pressure, just do you. That's what we want to see. But for some reason, it's just so hard for me to put those kind of blinders on. And it's so hard for me to just tune into my own voice. And I'm trying to do all of the things that you're supposed to do in order to get there. I'm trying to meditate in order to be in the present moment and to stop trying to control what's going to happen in the future because we don't have the control. And I'm trying to take away the pressure to know what's going to happen next because we don't know. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be all these things. But when is, when is it enough? When can I stop trying and just be, you know? Like, do you ever feel that way? Are you ever just like, God, I'm so sick of hearing all these ticks about, tips about how to be my best self. I just want to be. It's just, it's complicated. I'm like a chronic overthinker and it's complicated. And I feel right now a little bit drained. Um, even though I don't really have a reason to be drained, like I just went on a little vacation with Timmy and Sunny and had a nice time away, but I still just am constantly feeling drained and I'm constantly feeling like the things that I'm supposed to be doing for my career that I don't really, really, really want to do them. Not the creative parts. The creative parts, yes. The creative parts, always. When I'm designing, when I'm seeing something pretty and sharing that, when I'm talking to you guys about how I'm really feeling, like right now, I feel like I'm adding value. But I just... Am I even making sense? And now a word from one of our brand partners. If you're looking to change your diet, here's a radical idea. What if instead of imposing restrictions and limits, you nourished your body and gave it more of what it really needs? Sakara believes in giving you more of what's good for you. They are a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. 
They have super creative chef crafted, ready to eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and they change weekly. So you'll never get bored. Plus it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U S along with delicious plant rich meals. Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas, which I absolutely love to support your nutrition experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. Things that we all are in desperate need of right now. They have received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash with wit or enter code with wit at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash with wit to get 20% off your first order. That's Sakara.com slash with wit. Go check them out. My personal favorites are their breakfast. They make the most delicious, healthy muffins and granolas and yogurts and puddings. And it's a game changer. It really, really, really is. As cliche as it sounds, it really is. So go check them out, guys. And now back to our combo. Here's the deal. I'm going to make up a plan for myself for the rest of the day. In 35 minutes, I have therapy. I'm going to talk about this with my therapist, even though I don't know about you, but I always kind of like dread therapy because I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? And then the therapy makes me overthink things even more, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to stop taking my, the pressure off of myself to perform and the pressure off myself to do what everybody else thinks that I should be doing. And then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I feel like I should just be okay with that. Am I going to sit and do some work? Probably. But what else am I going to do today that fills me up? And that's what I have to really think about. What am I going to do today that fills me up? When I think about that, the first thing that pops into my head is getting outside. But do I even want to get outside in L.A.? Do I even want to be in L.A.? There's just so much self-discovery happening for me right now that I think a lot of 20-year-olds go through. But because I was on TV and had this these producers making things happen for me, it's like I'm a little bit delayed in life, right? I I feel like I'm going through this part of my self-discovery right now that people go through in their early 20s. Like I'm a little bit stunted. And I've heard also that when you have a big trauma in your life, like my dad passing away when I was 28, that a lot of the times you stay in that emotional place. It's hard to move on. It's hard to mature from that place. And so sometimes I feel like I'm this 28-year-old person living in this 36-year-old body. And I know that doesn't really feel like a huge difference, but it is. It is. And if anybody has any sort of tips for me after listening to this, I am all 
ears. I feel like I have been all over the place, but I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a look into why I feel like I'm at this place right now. I thought maybe now, since I'm feeling a little bit low and a little bit like unsure of what I'm supposed to be doing, I would go into this little folder of quotes that I have and read those and see if any of them resonate with me or with you after listening to this. So I have a folder on Pinterest called Words, and it's just a bunch of quotes that I've pinned throughout the years that help me create some space in my brain and make me make sense of the things that I'm thinking. Here's the first one. Remember that once you dreamed of being where you are now, which is true. I'm so, so, so grateful for where I am now. And I don't want this whole rant to come off as like a pity me situation because I don't want anyone to feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry for myself. I just want to figure out what makes me the happiest and what I'm supposed to be waking up and doing every single day. (laughs) I feel like all of us are constantly thinking that, right? And especially now because there is no set routine and we don't really have to be anywhere. So it's all up to us to make these choices. And it feels like too much pressure almost. It's like, Sometimes I just wish someone would tell me what to do, but no, then that takes me back to where I was and I don't want that. I want to be the creator of my own destiny. The next quote I have is, gut feelings are guardian angels. And that is so important and poignant for right now because it is so important for us to listen to our gut feelings. I think I've led so much of my life by listening to my gut feeling and I trust that. I trust my gut so much. Here's the last one that I'm going to leave you with today. Okay. A daily reminder, smile. Okay. I'm currently smiling. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm smiling. Drink your water. I don't have water with me right now. I'm going to drink my coffee, but I am going to drink more water today. Workout. I am going to go do a workout. I think that's what I'm actually going to go do right now. I'm going to go turn on a Melissa Wood Health and do a good flow by myself while the boys are at the park and then see how I feel. Like, why do I have to have all the answers right now? Right? We don't. I shouldn't have to. Next one is remember why you started. I started because I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to allow women to express themselves through their fashion, express their personality through my lens of fashion. And the last one is spread love and positivity. I'm going to text Timmy how much I love him right now and be a positive source of light for other people in my life today, mostly to myself. And I urge you all to do the same. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for constantly being here and listening to me and supporting me and allowing me to follow my dreams. And thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you like this stuff, I'll be back next week. And I hope you enjoyed this little crazy lens into my brain. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.